1: back to the podcast. How are we doing? I hope you guys are doing well. It is Tuesday morning. It is 11.45 a.m. If you were curious, um, I honestly don't have a long intro for you today because as I always say, I am just so excited for this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation that I had with Meg. She's literally incredible and Every time people share things with me and every time people open up, I'm just so, I always feel so lucky and that is how I felt after this conversation because there's a whole lot of vulnerability in here and I'm just very grateful for it because I know that is not easy, so... With that said, I'm going to wrap up this intro. I will do a solo episode soon because we have to catch up. You know what I mean? It's been a while, but um, I'm just having so much fun talking to people. And it's just like, I just, you know, I love to talk. We've been over this before. So um, I'm going to wrap it up and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay. Hi, welcome hi. to the podcast. How are we doing?
2: so good. I'm so excited to be here. It's like my dream to be on this podcast. I'm Stop. so Stop. You look so this. beautiful
1: also. Okay, wait, do you want to introduce yourself really quick?
2: Oh, yes. Um, hi, my name is Meg. I run a beauty skincare Instagram called the skinny on skin. Um, and that's how I know Lisa. And um, I live in Seattle. Uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> Love it. I
1: know I hate intros. I I I would normally help you out with some like icebreakers, but I feel like we're just going to dive into it. So, okay. Speaking of your account, Mm. why did you start it? Where did this, where did it come from?
2: Yeah. So, um, I know that we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but I've struggled with acne Mm -hmm. for basically my entire adult life. And it was, um, in February, gosh, 2019, I was like, really, really struggling with um, my skin. I was in a job that was like, so toxic. I was working crazy hours till like three in the morning, my skin was obviously a mess. And uh, my friend Madison really struggled with acne as well. And I saw her sharing like her bare skin On Instagram, and I just felt so encouraged because it was so nice to see someone be so real about their acne on Instagram. Yeah. And a couple months later, I was like, it, and I was in San Francisco at the time. Like, I was just so unhappy. Like, I hadn't found, like, a really good community. I, like, didn't really know where I fit in. And so I was just kind of like, let's do this as, like, a weird social experiment. If, like, no one follows me after a year, then, like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. whatever. I was for fun. Am oh, i allowed to swear. Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just was like... I'm just gonna start posting like honestly I have so much skincare I might as well just do this for fun and it just like went off it was so crazy Um, so it's been a wild ride yeah I've only had my account for like a year and a half but um, it's been so amazing I'm so happy I really found like that really good community of like supportive women in the skincare and beauty community I've like met so many people like it's been awesome well I feel like
1: I feel as though I love that social media gives people this like place to like talk about shit that they don't really know where to like you know what I'm saying like it's like things that make us uncomfortable which they shouldn't they're normal things they're normal everyday things that so many people deal with but it's like it's it's social media I feel like gives you just this place to be like I'm gonna share my truths in a way and see who connects and see who deals with it as well because there are so many people but it's so much harder to like share these things in real life with like what random people in Starbucks like you know what yeah. I'm saying like it's it's no
2: yeah 100% I just remember it was so funny because when I was really struggling with acne at the time like I just remember like taking on makeup to like feel comfortable around my co-workers I just felt so uncomfortable with my own skin I would have never shared that with them but for some reason I felt better about sharing it with strangers I know no I know
1: like I know I I struggle with the same thing there's so many things that I'm like like with my account for example I like blocked a lot of people oh my god I
2: blocked all of my coworkers. I was like do not mind but I
1: like (laughs) I like blocked people in my life and it doesn't make sense because
2: Mm.
1: it's like people that I love and care about but then I was like I just at the beginning at least I was like I I don't know like this is like a scary thing it's it's like putting yourself out there and I'm sharing a lot and I just I was so excited about it but also like embarrassed in a way you know what I'm saying even though like there's nothing to be embarrassed about but for some reason it's so much easier to like share the things about your life or share whatever with people that you don't know just cuz you know they don't know you, so it's like you don't really care. But then when it came to like totally. people in my life, like I slowly was like, okay, so this is what I'm doing, and and it's still a thing. Like it's still and it's like and in my head I'm like, what? I talk about this with my therapist all the time, and she's like, but what are you scared of? Like it's not like you're like selling drugs on Instagram. <laughs> like you know what <laughs> oh I mean? Gosh, it's yeah. like and I'm like no. I don't know, I don't know, and and sometimes I I don't know. Like it even still happens. It happens to me all the fucking time still but even when i want to like talk more on stories like so many times i'm like mm. no no i'm just going to not i'm just going to not you know what i mean like anyway sorry back to you yeah. um okay so <laughs> no <laughs> what what do you wish people knew more about having acne that might be a weird question but i feel like i guess more so it's like how has it actually affected your life other than like i have breakouts on my face you know what i'm saying like i feel yeah. like people don't actually people that haven't struggled with it probably don't know the many ways that it actually has, like, infiltrated different parts of your life and, like, taken a toll. You know what I'm saying?
2: 100%. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, it is the first thing that I do when I wake up. Like, I wake up and touch my face to see if, like, the breakouts have gone away, if I have anything new. Like, it's literally the first thing that I think of when I wake up. It is, like, that consuming. Um, and I think it's just really tough because kind of like what I was saying, it just really affects like your mental health and wanting to like be around people. Like, like I said, I was caking on makeup to like feel comfortable in my skin to like be around my coworkers and be at my job. And I would be like touching my face constantly. I would be like very aware of like, are people looking at my breakouts? Like, are their eyes moving when I'm having a conversation with them? And in reality, like. They're probably not actually looking at it, but that's all I can think of. Of course, yeah. Um,
1: We always, I feel like we always think people are staring at our biggest insecurity, whatever it may be. And nine times out of 10, no one is, right?
2: No, 100%. Yeah. It's the other thing too is, I think the part for me that also feels really frustrating is like I have spent years researching and I've tried pretty much everything under the sun when it comes to acne. Yeah. And so the fact that I don't have like porcelain clear skin is really frustrating because it's like what is going on? Like what am I doing wrong? Right. Like what else do
1: I have to do? Yeah.
2: Yeah. For my skin to be clear. So I think it's just it's a constant thought and it makes us feel like I just don't feel like myself I feel like it's the only thing I can think about which isn't I'm not being like present in my conversations with people Mm -hmm. I'll be like on a zoom happy hour with like my friends and I'm just looking at my breakouts and I'm like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing and so it just really affects your mental health and your self-worth and it's taken like a lot for me to get past that and I'm definitely not perfect I still big-time struggle with it like I said I mean I'm still waking up every day and like touching my face Um, but I think exactly what you said like we think that everyone is, like, staring at our biggest insecurity. And I have not once judged someone for, like, having zits. P- pretty much, like, never noticed it. Like, I'll have friends that be like, oh, my God, I'm breaking out so bad. And I'm like, literally, where? Like, Dude, where are you that's breaking all, out?
1: That's always the thing. It's like, we put a magnifying yeah. glass on ourselves. Yet, I talk about this all the time, too. On, I've said this in previous episodes where it's like, the things that I – Don't like about myself, the things that I have such a hard time accepting on myself, and the Mm -hmm. things that I'm so hard on myself for. I don't even look at them in other people, and they're physical things. I I don't even, I don't even realize them. I don't think about them. I don't look at them. So it makes me feel like hypocritical in a way because I'm like, I feel like I'm so superficial with myself.
2: Mm, but
1: then mm -hmm. I'm not like that with people in my life. Like I could give two fucks what they look. I like people's hearts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if we're talking about guys, like, okay, yeah, I like, I like a handsome man, (laughs) but
2: like, yeah, we love a handsome man.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like it's, (laughs) it's crazy how hard we are on ourselves. And don't you feel like, I don't know. Tell me what you think. I feel as though, so I, I don't struggle with acne. However, I I have seen so lucky.
2: We all we all
1: have our thing, right? Like (laughs) we we all have our thing. thing. So true. It's so true. But I have seen so many accounts on Instagram, and I love it where people, Mm. like you said, show their real like their struggles, their real skin. One hundred percent. They show their acne. They show their body acne. They show their whatever their struggles, and in a way, I love it because we're normalizing it. It is so normal. So many people deal with it. Don't do you feel as though? I don't know. I feel like this is very recent how 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 many people are like being more open with the struggles that they have. Do you feel like that helps you in a way feel more like confident or just like you know like oh maybe it is okay cuz it is okay. But since we don't yeah. see it as much before or since we didn't see it as much before um we we were ashamed. Like you're saying like you were ashamed to be with your coworkers, you were ashamed where it's like th- there's nothing to be ashamed yeah. about. But since we don't see it that often or we don't talk about that about it that often, we feel like it's like not okay, right?
2: no 100% I think the biggest thing for me that I love there are two things that I really want to touch on here um I get so many dms there's one recently that just like literally made me want to cry this girl reached out to me and she was like thank you so much for coming on like barefaced. it makes me feel so much more normal that I have like hyperpigmentation that I have acne scars and that I have acne so like thank you for being like real and sharing that and that like alone makes me feel so amazing and then last night this was like such a mental shift for me this is like something that I really I feel like you and I feel a lot similar in this like with my anxiety I need to like retrain my brain and like how I'm thinking about things um and last night I was with my parents and they were talking about um the Sephora kind of campaign with the Mm -hmm. key list. And I was like, it's so crazy that I'm literally not a model. And I'm just like in a freaking Sephora store, just like this normal chick. And, um, my dad said, he was like, it's so cool because when your mom and I were growing up, everything was airbrushed. If it wasn't airbrushed, like that was like never going to be anywhere. And it's so cool to see this shift in your generation that like authenticity is really what is, um, like valued. Valued, And my friend Brooke was there and she was like, did you ever think that you would be grateful for your acne? And that was such a light bulb moment for me. I was like, without my acne, I would have never started this page. I would have never had this opportunity to be in Sephora. I would have never had this opportunity to like meet these amazing people. And it's like, holy shit, I'm actually so grateful (laughs) for like my struggles and my acne. So yeah, like 100%, I think that it's really scary to be vulnerable on social media still. I think I would, you'd think I'd be used to it after doing it for a year and a half, but it's terrifying to like share cystic acne and stuff. But it's like those types of things are the things that I get the most outreach on. Like I have so many people being like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling the same way. Or like, this really helped me. I think that that's the other really cool thing about instagram that i love in this community is like so many people are like hey have you tried this and it's like yes please i'm like a sponge Give me yeah, all the yeah. Like, anything Literally. to like get the clear skin so yeah i love it
1: i love that way of thinking about it though because it's it really I, I don't know i feel as though the things that happen to us whether they're good or bad or we want them to happen to us or not it all yeah. happens for a reason i firmly believe that and i think what is more beautiful than getting so much out of a struggle you get what I'm saying like uh, you could easily you could easily not have that mentality and I'm sure many times you haven't because I know you know this is like not a linear thing I'm sure some days you're like fuck this shit like right like I'm
2: oh absolutely. for sure I'm like, like we all feel like that yeah. with
1: our insecurities like I'm sure some days we we're like you know what like Like you're saying, this brought me this and I'm so grateful because now I'm here and now I met this person and I helped this person and this person told me they didn't, they felt, you know, not alone because of me sharing my real skin. Like those are the moments that make it so beautiful and worthwhile. And I feel like those are the moments that you need to remind yourself whenever you're like having those fuck this (laughs) kind of days, you know, easier said than done.
2: 100%. For sure. Yeah.
1: But I think that is you know I always say like we all know why we don't like social media right we all know the shitty parts about it but there are so many great parts about it and I think I am so excited for people to continue sharing their real selves right just like whatever it is that they're dealing with whatever the struggles they have I know it's easier said than done and I know not everybody wants to share that kind of stuff but I so appreciate the people that do because it's, mm-hmm. like, I always think, like, you don't know who you could be helping. Like, you have no idea who you could be helping. And most people yeah. won't reach out. Like, yeah, most mm-hmm. people won't, you know, maybe a lot of people will, but a lot of people won't message you and be like, wow, thank you, I needed this. Like, I know for myself, at least in the past, whenever I did see somebody's post that really helped me with whatever I was dealing with at that moment, most times I would never reach out and be like, wow, thank you so much. Like, I really need, I wouldn't say anything. So you also have to think about that, right? Which is, like, kind of a mindfuck mm. because we always feel like if we don't get um, feedback, then it's not, like, right. getting through to people. But that's not the case yeah. on social media. Like, you never know kind of what, where your message might be going and whose who's ears it might be going to, you know?
2: It's crazy. Absolutely. That's such a good point. I want
1: to also talk to you about, because I struggle with this heavily every single day, what do you do or what helps you maintain your confidence while dealing with an insecurity? I feel like this can be, for anybody listening, it doesn't have to be acne, it can be any insecurity that you have. What do you find helps you just feel confident yeah. or feel better whenever you're having, like, a lower day?
2: Oh, my God. That's such a good question, and I really, like, I'm going to answer the question, but the answer is, like, something that I have recently stumbled upon. Like, I kind of touched on this um think yesterday
1: like I loved your stories yesterday
2: oh thank you (laughs) I was so inspired by you but um, for those of you who didn't watch my story I'll kind of quickly summarize like I've struggled with anxiety really like big time for five years and I've been in therapy for like the majority of those five years and i felt like i was in a really good place in february i remember talking to my therapist and being like i feel so good i feel like so mature i feel amazing like look at me go and then the pandemic hit and for a lot of reasons it was really really triggering for me Mm -hmm. and so i feel like i was starting back day one in therapy like all the work that i had done over five years was just like fully gone i had fully regressed in my behaviors my anxious thoughts like fully spiraling I thought that I was doing enough by being in therapy. And then I just got to a point where I was like, I'm so sick of myself at this point. I'm so sick of my subconscious. I'm so sick of the like narrative that I'm telling myself. So I started working with my friend Madison, who's kind of like, I'm going to butcher like what she actually does. So I'll just tell you like what my experience is with her. She like, is a self-love kind of coach. She teaches me to like retrain my brain. So it's like mini therapy and that, but then she also does like body, like we do like a workout together. So she's a trainer in that sense. It's amazing. I love my time with her and her tips are so helpful and she was giving me all these tools and she was like, read this book, spend time like every morning journaling, like think about your best self, what you want to be doing. If you're having an anxious thought, do these things. And I would read her tools, but I wasn't actually like, applying them to my life and I just got to a point and I was like you're paying all this money and you're not actually doing any of the work on your own time you're thinking that an hour and a half like once a week is going to fix you and like it's literally not so I think that my the things that have really helped me recently um my mom said something to me um a couple weeks ago and she was like your subconscious and your actions are all made out of fear and you can't be your best self when you're doing that right and you need to forgive yourself and move on from there so it's like how do i get rid of that fear Mm -hmm. and for that to me like that's really prioritizing like alone time so trying to like go for a walk every morning listening to a podcast journaling is like something i kind of go in and out of it like doesn't always serve me super well um, there's this book that I'm reading that is like rocking my world. Um, it's called the universe has your back. It's like totally by me Gabby.
1: How, like, what's her last yes, name? Oh my um, gosh.
2: I don't know. Eps-
1: no, Weinstein. I don't, I confused her last name, but amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing.
2: Um, yes, yeah, she's amazing. It's been so helpful. Um, so I think like, and I also think the other thing too, I think this is one my personality and I think it's another like kind of female trait like I just reach out to people like I find like talking to people talking through my emotions reaching out to my friends and supporting them like makes me feel more confident that like even when I'm having a shitty day and feeling really anxious or really low like someone will normalize that for me Mm -hmm. and that's something I'm working on is being more self-sufficient and not needing the validation from other people but like I won't lie to you. Like, no, I, need a I lot think, of validation. I think like, that's
1: amazing because I think a lot of us and speaking for myself here, I that's the one of the things that my therapist encourages me to do is to is uh, is to reach out because, yeah. you know, for many reasons, I always just equated that to like, that means I'm weak, and that means I can't deal with it on my own, and that means I'm this and that, and I don't want to burden people. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had that narrative oh my in God. my head, which is completely the false. The thing is
2: something that, like, right, to, that is But like it's so false.
1: It's your it. mind just, like, trying yeah. to isolate you and just literally trying to keep you in your own feelings and not... Like, what do we have friendships for? What do we have relationships for? Like, I want my friends to lean on me and I want my friends to tell me when they're feeling shitty. So why am I not doing that? And so the biggest thing that she always encourages me is she's like, Lisa, reach out. And I'm like, I just don't, you know, I think some of the things that I deal with and the the things that I want help with sometimes are kind of heavy. And so in my head, I'm mm-hmm. like, I always tell her, I'm like, I don't you know, I kind of tell her like, well, I just, I know that no one can really say anything to me about it. You get what I'm saying? Like nobody can really give me like valid advice about it. And she's like, that's okay. You're not telling people how you feel so that they can solve your problems. You're telling people how you feel so that you're not alone in the feeling. It's all about like connection. Like that's literally her, like one of our, our big words in therapy is connection because that's what it's about. It's not about, burdening you're not bored if, if people are in your life and you guys love each other and you're there for each other you're not a burden to them like that's not you know what I mean like no. that's not how it is yep. um and you're not you know being a lot quote-unquote by expressing your feelings I, I hate that feelings have been Um, like connected to you're a lot and if you cry you're a lot and if you have a lot of feelings you're a lot and if you're sensitive you're a lot like why the fuck is that bad why is that bad like I have so many feelings and I have suppressed them for so long because I wanted to just be this like tough ass bitch that didn't you know like I can handle that on my own I I don't I don't care what is cool about that that I you're that you're this cold isolated human there's nothing cool about that you know what I'm saying and it took me so it took me hitting rock bottom to be like There's nothing cool about dealing with your shit by yourself all the fucking time and pretending like you have nothing wrong. There's nothing cool about that. So I love that that's something that you do. Like, don't change that.
2: (laughs) No, I don't think I could. I think that that's such an important thing that you touch on. And I really want to say this because this is something that I wish I'd heard someone say to me, like... Five years ago, when I was really, really, like, dealing with anxiety, I had these, like, amazing girlfriends. I was, like, still in college, like, the, like, peak of a support system, and I was, like, losing my shit one day, like, having an absolute mental breakdown, total panic attack, and my friend looked at me, and she was, like, honestly, like, I can't deal with the ups and downs of your, like, moods and your emotions, so I'm going to, like, take a step back from this friendship and, like, we can figure it out when, like, you're more stable. And I felt, like, such shit about myself. I was like, oh, my God, am I, like, this crazy? Am I this, like, whatever? And I remember it took me, like, a day, and then I was like, you know what? I would never ever ever say that to one of my friends no. that was going through tough shit. ever never no so that's not a real friend yeah. and that's the thing that I think really comes with age I mean obviously because of that that was super traumatic I like definitely tell myself oh, for the, like, sure burden for sure, mentality. For sure. But, like we are not burdens to like the people that love us mm-hmm. like I can't even imagine a world where I would say something like that no. to someone I truly care about and no. so people want to you want like They want us to, like, share those things with them. And I think the other thing that's been really helpful that you kind of touched on is, like, I... This has been so helpful in my relationship with Cole because he's an angel sent from heaven, but he's so Mm solution-oriented. And so sometimes I'll say to him, like hey, I just need to talk about this. I'm going to vent. I don't need a solution. I just need you to listen to me. He literally said it to me the other night. Last night, he was like, hey, I'm feeling some type of way about this. I just want to talk about it and I don't want (laughs) to listen to me. And like, that's amazing.
1: sometimes we just have to communicate a little better. And that's like, I think we can all work on it. I know I definitely need to work on it a lot of my communication gets blurred because of my anxiety because I'm too anxious to say certain things or I'm too anxious to talk about certain things or I'm whatever um and so I think communication is such you know what's crazy is like sometimes it's so simple right like it's so simple it's all about like literally him just saying I don't need you to tell me anything just hear me out and you're like okay cool and then you do and then boom that's it but sometimes the simplest things can be so challenging I also wanted to say um that I wanted I don't want to forget um saying this from when you were speaking earlier and you said how mm. you were feeling so good in February and then the pandemic started and you felt like you just like completely regressed and completely back to step <laughs> yep. 1 and I just wanted to say to you and to anybody who might be listening because I know that the, the this pandemic has rocked a lot of people's world in many different ways um but I know mentally um it has really done that for a lot of people myself included like i i saw my therapist last week and i told her i was like i just i don't even know how i how we got here <laughs> you know what i mean like i told her i was like oh my god i i felt i told her i i was like i feel like it's been these last few months honestly in this pandemic that just kind of fucking shook me and i just feel like i took five steps back and it's so frustrating um it's mm-hmm. so frustrating because like you said Therapy is not the hard part. Like the the, the hour no. with your therapist is like bliss. Yeah. It's like, especially if you have yeah, a good great. relationship with her, like it's yeah. amazing. That's not the hard part. The hard part is every single day after that, where you're actually applying the tools that you've been giving and doing the hard stuff and challenging yourself and really putting in the work, which in whatever capacity it may be, that's the hard part. Um, and so putting in months and months and months and months and months of work to then, you know, just feeling like you've taken, like, five or ten steps back, like, it is very, it's a very defeating feeling, and so I feel you, like, that's how I've been feeling as well, and to anybody who, anybody else who might be listening who might feel this way, just understand, like, we have to give ourselves grace, like, she was, like, nobody is, we weren't, you know, nobody was ready for a pandemic. Like nobody had this like, you know, pandemic for dummies book and gave it out to everybody and said, study this. And this is (laughs) how we're going to get through it. Like we weren't ready for it. And I think this pandemic and this isolation and whatever it may be has either brought up a lot of feelings in people or brought back feelings in people or brought new feelings in people. And it's like, I think we just have to give ourselves grace and understand that recovering from anything or dealing with anything, whatever it might be, it's not linear. Like... No, it's not linear. Oh and all we can do is like, go one day at a time. You know what I mean? And just like, keep going. But anyway, I just wanted to say like, I, when you said that, I was like, oh, no. I felt that to my core.
2: Oh my gosh, 100%. And I know that there are so many people that feel that too. And I think the other thing that I need to really remind myself is like, I've had a lot, mostly low days for like, <laughs> so many months. But um, <laughs> i've been really in a good place recently like applying these tools and i feel like it's really easy when you feel good to just be like everything's fine now i don't have to put in any more work and it's like totally no 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 no, no. it's a slippery slope like we gotta keep working like so 100 percent. i feel you on that yeah it's really um yeah i'm so lucky that i have friends that like have called me on my shit before i remember like feeling really good about myself was super like something that I really wanted to and like feeling self-sufficient and having a lot of self-worth that's something that I struggle with a lot and I like had my first session with my friend Madison and I was feeling so fired up so good about myself and then something happened like 20 minutes later that just triggered me to my core and I called my friend Emily and I was like this fucking sucks I put in all this work to like feel good about myself and now I'm back to it and she was like girl, do you think that you're going to wake up Literally. feeling self-worth? That is not a thing. It's the, an everyday your, thing. Universe, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. And the universe is going to give you situations that will test your self-worth totally. that you can apply the tools to. Like, you don't wake up like, no, it's with a, your problems resolved.
1: That's the thing like, with, with things like this. I think with a lot of, you know, things like confidence and self-love and self-acceptance and self-worth, I think these are – there's no end game. Like, what's the end game? I think it's, I, I don't yeah. think there's an end game. I think it's an everyday thing. Um, and I think even throughout the day, like, I have fucking have, like, during during a whole day, I will feel really great at one point, then I'll feel really low at one point. Like, maybe some days it'll be very stable. Some days it won't be. Like, that's just you know, and that's how it is for me. And that's just something I've accepted. And I just have learned the hard way that it's an everyday thing. And when I don't put in the work, even when I'm feeling great, like like you just said, when you're feeling great, you feel like you don't have to. That's when you have to just keep it going um, and do the little things that, like, feed your soul. But I want to go back to social media for a second and ask oh, you, yes. what do you wish we saw more of online?
2: Oh, my gosh. um, That's such a good question. I mean, I think that we've come such a long way in like authenticity and sharing about anxiety and acne like very those are super normal things that I think all of us struggle with like in some sort of capacity and I think that There are a lot of people that we surround ourselves with that are, like, doing great things, but I think that there could still be more. Like, even Mm -hmm. for myself, like, I think that I really need to push myself sometimes. Like, I don't want to hop on Instagram and share about, like, my zits all the time (laughs) or my acne, and so it's really continuing to push that further. So I think that what I would love to see is, like, that just be really normal and not, like, this amazing right. thing that like that people oh have to thank gosh, you for sharing right yes right. I just wish that people didn't have to thank me for being barefaced and having hyper yeah for being yeah. myself exactly so I think that we are definitely like opening up that conversation I think that there are amazing people on social media really doing great things to like do that yeah and I think that it would be awesome to see that become truly norm. just the norm I think we're- Yeah.
1: Do you think social media has affected your, I I know my answer for this is a fucking thousand percent. Yes. But do you think social media has affected your confidence or the way that you feel about yourself?
2: Three million percent. Three million percent. You know, it's actually funny. Um, TikTok is worse. TikTok is where I feel. Yes. TikTok is um, all body confidence issues. Anything I feel about my body, I am like strongly on body dysmorphia, like, tiktok it's literally like an algorithm that is in there and i like live in that home (laughs) um it's terrible but that's where i am so tiktok absolutely feeds my body dysmorphia and then i think instagram is really like i get down on about my skin or like i think it's tough too it's just such a comparison game it is
1: but that's so, Life. that's so interesting you said that because one of my best friends, she is obsessed with TikTok and, um, she actually is always said, I don't have TikTok. I don't have the app, but, um, I deleted it when,
2: honestly, no, it's amazing, I love it. I
1: love it. it like, but I deleted it when people were telling me that they were seeing, hacking my shit. And I know oh, Instagram oh does the <laughs> same thing, so it doesn't even make sense. I'm crazy. Yeah. It's literally my anxiety that I was like, don't oh. do it. Anyway, don't um, she it. was telling me how she was like, she's in this like, um, all she follows and all the TikToks that she watches are girls just being so much more open about sizes and not just seeing a size two or a size zero or a size four, which is what we see, you know, pretty much standard everywhere. Just girls that are in different body types, being so much more open about this is what I'm wearing and this is that and whatever. And just she, she was like, I just love it. Like if anything, she was like, it's so body positive. So, it's just so interesting how people can have such different experiences. And she doesn't feel that way about Instagram per se.
2: Yeah, that's super interesting too, because I know that there's a ton of body positivity TikTok that I get now, but they got in like a ton of shit because they were like specifically, they can remove any video that they want for like community guidelines. And they were like specifically removing people that like were quote unquote fat. Like so basically not a size zero. So they would literally just remove the videos. So they were like actively fat shaming people. (gasps) They would just like take them off like anytime a girl showed like a real stomach. Like I'm talking like a size eight, like not fat at all. But if you weren't like Alexis Wren, like flat ass stomach, like if you weren't. I think the other thing too that I need to remind myself that's super fucked up about TikTok specifically is so many people on tiktok are 18 or like 19 so young my body looks very oh my gosh different when I was, I was 19. like I'm, this when I was I was rail thin when I was 19 yeah. I was I like a surfboard now, so like, like I didn't
1: have boobs oh. and I didn't have a butt I was literally just like a stick <laughs> which there's yeah, nothing like, wrong with that if you have that body type but I hadn't my body changed a lot that's it
2: exactly and that's the thing that's really messed up about tiktok that i need to remind myself it's like i look at these girls and i'm like oh i wish my body looked like that and i'm like why am I like, I'm not 18. I'm not 19. My body's not going to look like that. That's just not in the cards. Like I am a 26 year old woman. My body looks different. It's not going to look like that. Like I'm never going to be a size zero again. Like those were my middle school days. Maybe like it's not going back to that. Like
1: what do you do when you start like comparing yourself online? Do you like stop? um, Do you do like recognize it in your mind and you're like, okay, stop. Like I need to stop. Or sometimes do you just like keep going? Like, what do you do?
2: So um, I typically would have just stopped, but Madison taught me this, like, amazing thing. She was like, if you're comparing yourself on social media, instead of viewing, like, jealousy as, like, a really negative emotion, like, take a step back and be like, okay, what about this situation do I really want? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I envious of? And how can you, like, do something healthy towards, like, reaching towards that so if I see a girl that like looks amazing and I don't necessarily feel super confident in my body it's like okay then like let's work on feeling confident in our body let's like move let's take a walk let's like if I'm eating like crap which is totally fine but like I know that when I eat better like I feel feel better better in my body and that's also really tied in I have a ton of stomach issues so like if I'm not paying attention to like what I shouldn't shouldn't be eating like I'm gonna feel like trash right so it's just like Taking those steps and, like, reframing it because, like, but that's, like, a new practice for me. Typically, I would just, like, feel like shit and, like, throw my phone away and be, like, in a mood because I'm not, like, tiny or, like, having clear skin. But now it's, like, okay, and I think the other thing too is having the forgiveness mm-hmm. for yourself. So it's like knowing that I'm not gonna look like an 18 year old, or like,
1: and there's nothing you know, wrong there's, with you being 26 and not looking like an 18 year old. Exactly. It's like we punish
2: and our bodies like, for changing because they're growing.
1: It's like, wh- yeah, how does that make sense? It's crazy,
2: right? Exactly, and that just really comes with like time. Too. It does. I think yeah, the yeah. other thing too, it's like okay so i see girls with like beautiful skin knows it's on instagram and obviously I look at that and i'm like oh i want to look like that and it's like okay you're doing the good things like you're taking active steps towards clearing your skin we're like on this journey to like heal mm-hmm. your body like holistically yeah like that could be you one day like acne is not permanent it will right. not be with you forever so like just be patient and that's okay too you know totally it's like
1: I always think about, again, like you said, my thoughts on comparison have changed a lot. And there are some days Mm -hmm. that for sure, the response isn't as positive, right? Because I'm fucking human. I'm human, (laughs) right? Um, But I try to think about, I try to be curious about my comparison, Mm -hmm. right? And it's kind of like what you're saying. So it's like, why is this person making me feel inferior about myself like what is it about them or their life or their relationship whatever I don't know whatever it may be what yeah. is it about them that is making stinging something in me because I don't want to feel this way so I try to literally I try to like think about it with myself and be like what is it about them that is making you feel this way and I try to like go deep and go there and then sometimes I just have to mute someone because for whatever reason it's just not they're just their content for whatever reason is just not making me feel good and that's fine that's okay or unfollow that's fine too but I like to be curious about it and think like what is it about their life that is making me feel for whatever reason some kind of way right and so I think there's also um power in like reflecting with yourself like you said sitting with yourself and also acknowledging different things about like like you're saying about your skin like That you're like, oh, I wish I had, you know, clear skin. But you know what? I'm doing the right things. I'm taking care of my skin how I can. And I know that this is temporary. So I think a lot of it is like sitting with yourself, which is uncomfortable sometimes. Sitting with yourself, acknowledging the things. And like actually, as silly as it may sound, having a conversation with yourself. And just like kind of, kind of like, it's almost like you're like trying to tell your mind, like, we're working on it. Can you fucking relax? Like, calm down. Like, leave me alone, you know? 3,000%.
2: That's so good that you're doing that. That's literally so amazing. And I think the other thing that you said that is so important that I want people to hear is like the muting action. Setting boundaries is so important and setting boundaries is a form of self-care and self-care is not selfish. No, it's not selfish. So just do what you need to do to feel the best about yourself. I've muted people a ton for the exact same reason. Same. It's not serving me. It doesn't All make the me feel good about myself. All the time. It's nothing against those people. It's exactly. Like,
1: it's a personal thing. That's the thing. It's a, it's personal, a personal issue. Thing.
2: Yeah. Yep. Totally. The beauty we... of muting is that they'll never know. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: can you? Ma- I always think to myself, I'm like, could you imagine if like somehow someone invented this like app that you could get, and when you got it, you could see exactly who muted you. Like, <gasps> no. Oh my god. And Anyway, Please, let's hope Jesus, that nobody, no. let's hope nobody events that. okay. <laughs> no. um, we have talked a bit about how we both go to therapy and how we love therapy. Yeah. We're both huge advocates of therapy. Love it. Um, and of course, with this question, you can just share whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but I would love to hear what are some things that, you know, maybe you've taken away from therapy lately, or what are some of the bigger things that you feel therapy has really helped you with this year
2: yeah 100 percent. or maybe so, things
1: that you're working on now like whatever you feel comfortable sharing
2: 100 uh, um therapy has been so amazing um specifically um going right now for like mm-hmm. i think it would probably be classified as like generalized anxiety disorder i think anyone with, with anxiety like typically gets like bucketed into that yeah same um yeah so the big things that I've learned is the concept of, like, cognitive distortion. So it's, like, there is a narrative that we are telling ourselves or a way that we believe that is not true, and there's no reason for us to feel that way and working out, like, how to get rid of that distortion, and that takes a shit ton of time. Um, so I think the fact that that I know now what a cognitive distortion is and I can recognize it makes it really helpful and that's why I love that notebook that um I bought recently it's like all about cognitive behavior therapy it's like here's the situation here's how it made me feel and it's kind of like how can you reframe this yeah um which is so interesting I feel
1: like so much of of at least dealing with anxiety is like it's literally like reframing just the way you think about yourself reframing your mind re and that's like the hardest part because it's like we're like cleaning out the the like hard drive and like literally rewiring the way that we think
2: yeah 100% like they gave an example of like a journal entry in the book which was really helpful so I'll just like quickly share what it was yeah it was like a girl and she was like hey or she was writing about like I was at dinner with my boyfriend's parents and his mom like made some sort of remark about me being an hourly worker and the rest of the family laughed and it made me feel like she doesn't value me she doesn't think that i'm good enough for her son because he has x y and z job and i am therefore lesser than because i have this hourly job and then it says like this would be like over generalization or like projecting like that gives you these like of like buzzwords in therapy and it's like how can you think about the situation differently and she was like the way that his mom spoke was probably not meant to be malicious like they've been nothing but kind to me and like welcomed me into their home and so like i hope that as they get to know me better like they'll come to know that like i'm a really hard worker and like I'll understand that they weren't, like, making fun of me just because, like, I'm an hourly worker. And I think that that, like, thought process is so, so, so helpful. And like you said, it's just reframing and, like, changing how you think about everything. Our subconscious thoughts are so powerful. It's, like, mind-blowing. so
1: powerful because, like, someone can say... You know what's crazy is, like, something that happened... And this is something I've uncovered in therapy, right? Something that happened, let's say... Six years ago, that I didn't know triggered me or left a trigger in me so hard. Still now, six years later, whenever that word or that sentence happens, it triggers the same feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? And like, yeah, it takes so much work to like uncover the things that I don't even. I wish I had the right verbiage for this, but like uncover (laughs) like you know the the wounds that we have and the different little things that we like. You're saying project and whatever. And it's just crazy when you like, when you do go to therapy and when you like finally realize like, oh my God, this is why whenever somebody says something like this to me, it makes me feel this type of way. And it's just crazy what our minds hold on to and mm-hmm. how something that happened so long ago, or very recent, whatever it may be, can make such a lasting, can have such a lasting impact in the way that we think about ourselves. And it sucks though, because it's like, It's almost like, I always tell my therapist, I always tell her, it's like, I feel like it's like me against myself every single day. Like, I feel like it's me against my mind, me against myself all the time. And I'm always trying to convince myself like, no, we don't think like that anymore. That's not the way that we're processing this. Let's look at this differently. It's literally what you're saying right now. And it's, for somebody that doesn't struggle with things like this, like, it might not make sense really, but if, if you do, you know how exhausting it is. To be in your damn head all day long over the simplest things, over the biggest things, over anything. Like, it is, like, it almost makes me emotional because, like, it's just exhausting, you know, when you deal with shit like this. Like, it's so, and and it's hard, too, because it's not like a, you're not, like, wearing something physical. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's so hard when you're dealing with things in your mind. 100%. Because. Yep it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And I know it doesn't have to make sense to a lot of people, but it's very frustrating sometimes to like have to like put into words why you might be so fucking exhausted or why you might be just like not in the mood or why you might be like just completely super anxious. Like it's so hard to explain it to people. And that's, I mean, that's no one's fault, you know, like we're all given different cards in life. Um, But anyway, sorry, keep going. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that.
2: that. I No, no, that makes total complete sense I feel the same way that you do I think the other thing too that has been so eye-opening is like our bodies also hold on to so much trauma as well and that is so crazy to like recognize and feel and that this is like a beautiful segue into the next thing that I have learned from therapy that has been so transformational it's kind of silly and I feel like I'm gonna fuck up this analogy but I'm gonna really do my best like exactly what you were saying is like healing and getting through anxiety or depression is exhausting and like some days are better than others and my therapist taught me this concept of like spoons and so it's like you have a certain amount of spoons it's basically like emotional energy physical energy like you have a certain amount of spoons within you and some days like you have one spoon and it takes that one spoon to brush your teeth and like that is it for your day like you don't have anything else to give yeah and you just need to be okay with that like some days we have more spoons than others and it's really about like forgiving yourself for what you are emotionally and physically capable of giving I feel like we live in such a society especially like in this pandemic I can't fucking stand like busy bragging it's like you should be like oh my gosh you should be learning a language you should be like kicking ass at your job because you don't have to commute and it's like hell no like there are some days where all I want to do is play Animal Crossing and like not touch my computer like don't fucking bother me and like that's okay there are some days where I just don't have the energy like I don't have enough spoons for that like so we
1: live in such a hustle culture and I yeah. I love that you touch on that because I spoke about this about that this week. So on Monday of this week, I posted this little, like, fun story on my um, Instagram stories. And I was, like, a little bit of my Monday. And then I wrote down, like, a ton of shit that I had to do on Monday, right? And then on Tuesday, I had like a shit ass day. I didn't do anything. I literally took a nap at like 2.30 because I was going crazy in my head. We love a nap. And I posted sharing that. And I was like, I just am sharing this because I don't want anyone to think that all my fucking days look like Monday. Because Monday was a great day. I felt amazing. I've had such like mental health was on point but look at but literally 24 hours later and i'm having a super shitty day. I can barely get through the tasks that i have to do. I'm taking a nap in the middle of the day like i am sharing this to you because i don't want anyone to think that that is my real life. And if that is your real life, that's great. That's not about shading anyone, but i never want to be yeah. one of those people where that makes other people feel inferior because of what i'm doing throughout the day. Like that's that's like one of my biggest things is i just want to and i don't think i always used to think that way because i used to feel like if i'm not busy i'm not being productive right like i still struggle with that of giving myself rest and not feeling guilty for resting like that is still something that i struggle with because i am a huge perfectionist i'm such a fucking capricorn i love feeling productive and it's it's also that you know when I have downtime, I have more time to think about things that I don't want to deal with necessarily. And so that's why I just always kept myself busy. And so that is a new thing for me that I'm working on. But my whole point is resting is literally the most productive thing that you can do for yourself, for other people. Also, how crazy, but today is, I didn't know this, today is World Mental Health Day. Oh my god! I sighed before we started recording and I'm like, this was so fucking meant to be. Okay.
2: Oh my what God, it truly was. What would you
1: say to somebody who is intimidated by therapy?
2: Okay, this is actually a conversation I had with a friend recently. I 3,000% understand that because finding the right therapist is a journey. It like, is. Like, I went to, like, four therapists before actually finding the one that I've seen for, like, five years. And actually, we'll touch on this later, but... Finding the right therapist is exhausting, and it's also really frustrating. This is, like, getting a little bit into, like, our healthcare system, but, like, a lot of the therapists that would be covered by insurance are not necessarily, like, uh, maybe the best slash, like, maybe the best for you. Yes. Like, certain therapists are, like, qualified in certain things, so, like, you going to... Um, an OCD doctor or like an OCD therapist that that is their specialty or a PTSD therapist or like a generalized anxiety disorder therapist like you need to find someone who is specialized in what specifically like you are struggling with and that can be like a bit of a process so you need to be um, you need to be willing to go to therapy like no one can Mm -mm. drag you to go because it's work to find the right therapist
1: and if someone drags you to go you're not going to get what you like, if you're, if you're there because you're forced, you're not going to get the same result or outcome. Like, I, I'm not saying it won't help. I'm just saying, like, if you're not open to things, how are you going to receive everything that they have to give you, you know?
2: Yeah, 100%. So I would just say um, it's totally normal to feel intimidated by the process, but be patient because your correct therapist, like, will be out there for you, and totally. it'll feel so amazing once you find that person. And I think the other thing too, kind of like just touching on like how each therapist is like trained in a specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like I love my therapist. I love her, but um, I don't see her anymore. I recently stopped seeing her because what she's trained in is not what I'm struggling with anymore. And so I had to be like, it sucks because it's like, oh my God, I love this woman. Yeah she and I have worked together for five years like I'm if I start over with someone else I have to like rehash everything under the sun like she knows so much about me but like it was the right thing to do and Mm -hmm. I'm seeing someone else now and it's like so much better for me um so yeah I mean I I would just
1: say I think people are still some people I love that you said to be open and to be patient those are literally the two biggest things with starting therapy and finding a therapist but I think there's also people that are still facing the stigma behind therapy where it's like it means you're whatever it may be whatever the definition that you have in your head or whatever the definition that the media has put in your head or your family has put whatever it it might be right I feel like a lot of people still see the word therapy and see the stigma behind it which I think is literally the most the dumbest shit ever because if every single person in this world went to therapy we would be in such a beautiful <laughs> world but so what would you say to somebody who's like maybe they want to go but they don't know how to like approach that to their family or or they're or they're you know oh my god. they're ashamed of it or what because I talk to people about that all the time like people that are like oh my god thank you for sharing you know that you're going to therapy like I, I I've been wanting to go but I'm so ashamed and I'm like what like I don't Because I never felt that way. I never in my life saw therapy as something bad. I always, in my head, I've always been so open to anything and being like, if somebody needs help with something, whatever the fuck it is, who am I to like, judge that? I don't know. That's just always how I've felt. 100%
2: 100% I would actually just feel so heartbroken if someone felt like they weren't able to share that they were in therapy like same with you like the concept to me not, Like, I feel no like, sort of stigma towards therapy that is yeah. like not something that I feel Um, I honestly would feel like more weird if someone said to me they're like oh I don't believe in therapy or like I don't need it I'd be like sister or dude well, I'd just be you. like we're not
1: the same and we'll probably not <laughs> like, get along
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't want to say that because that sounds kind of harsh, but like, I just, I can't, like, I would feel more concerned if someone told me that they, like, didn't believe in therapy because I think that there are truly things that we could, like, all be going to therapy totally. for. Like, therapy doesn't mean that I'm, like, so fucked up that, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, like, I'm trying to better myself mm-hmm. and, like, I am struggling with something that is inhibiting me from being my best self and like I'm actively going to work on it and for someone to shame someone in like actively trying to become better is like mind-blowing to me I I almost I I feel like
1: the strongest people go to therapy I I feel like it takes I feel like it takes balls and it takes so much strength to be like I need help and I want to improve and I want to better this like that is not easy. Like you're literally going into a room and pouring out the deepest parts of your soul and tack, well, depending on what you're dealing with, obviously, but like tackling things that you probably don't want to talk about, you know, situations that you don't want to remember in hopes of becoming better and dealing with them. Like that takes courage, if anything.
2: 1 million percent. There's actually a TikTok that I saw that I felt deep in my soul, and it was like, It's crazy that people who go to therapy go to therapy because of people who should literally. Be in therapy. I've seen that, like,
1: there's a meme that goes like, around like that. Too. That's a meme, too. Like, yeah.
2: that I felt in my soul, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean like I just would say if like you are receiving like attitude or like pushback on you wanting to like better yourself and be in therapy just like be steadfast and like maybe don't share with them like it's your personal journey and like share with whoever you feel comfortable with but like at the end of the day like you know they don't really need to know it's not their business totally and if someone
1: isn't receptive to something that you want to do in your life that is something positive for you that to me sounds like somebody who's either very just closed-minded or right closed-minded and not willing to like expand their mind and be like okay let me understand this maybe this isn't maybe this isn't something that I personally would do but I respect that you're doing that I think people judge what they don't understand a lot of the times and so oh 100 I think you know, they can, I just, I feel like somebody who's not willing to hear you out, I'm sorry that, I'm sorry to, we're, like, making this scenario up
2: right now, but, like, I'm sorry to anyone who's, like, dealing
1: with someone who doesn't want to, like, hear you out for whatever reason. So, anyway, live your truth, go to therapy. Therapy is the best. It truly is. Therapy
2: is amazing. Please go. It's (laughs) a lovely
1: time. (laughs) Okay, my last question, because I have to let you go because you have, you have some things to do, but I want to have you back on because I feel like we...
2: There's, like, 3 million other things that
1: we need to talk about. Also, you're, like, an incredible podcaster, I was going to tell you. Like... So good. Yes. Oh my God. No, I'm serious. Um, like I don't want this to end, but I'm like low key looking at the time and being like, I have five minutes before I have to. We let can it go a little bit over. I don't really. Care. <laughs> Let's go a little bit over. I'm loving this contest. I, I want know. To stay. Oh my gosh. Um. So the question that I ask everybody at the end is how they have been unwinding lately. What is making you Ooh. happy right now? What is bringing you brightness in these?
2: Ooh unprecedented times <laughs> times oh my god I swear to god if I hear the phrase I, know, I say it I all the fucking time I'm kidding
1: times. I'm totally kidding like,
2: 2020 is truly unprecedented times literally um couple things uh this one is new um love to take like um like a really hot bubble bath with like Yum. Epsom salts detoxifying the body life changing it all to me love to like have um like a tv show just so i can like relax while i'm in the bath and not be like totally bored yeah i've been re-watching like very vintage seasons of america's next top model Ooh. that have aged so poorly oh my gosh I tell you about you. So questionable. dude literally they aged so poorly it's like everyone is roasting them it's hysterical yeah. but it's like so crazy because I think I watched it when I was like maybe in middle Dude, school. Dude, I remember it was so crazy. I remember
1: wanting to like wa- like I loved when they had one after the other. You know what I mean? When they would go on all yes. day. Oh, that was heaven.
2: Oh my gosh. So I've been rewatching that. It's been truly a treaty. A journey. So um Bath Time in America's Next Not Model has been great for me. Um, I also have been really loving like um reading has been awesome. Um almost it's like less unwinding unwinding to me is like at the end of the day what i do but i think that it's really awesome too to like start your day with that so um i've been like getting up every morning like having a coffee and then going on like an hour-long walk and listening to a podcast just something like to start my day on the right yeah but yeah do you do that every morning pretty much hell no i like would love to do that but um wait are you still are you
1: still working from home or are you back in the office yes
2: Oh my gosh, no. Fully still at home. Started working from home March 6th. Going to be doing it through the end of the year. Like, stay tuned. Do you like it? You know what? I do like it. It's been it's been a roller coaster. Like, I honestly thought when I started working from home, I'd be like, I'm never going back to the office. Like, I get to wear sweatpants and not put on makeup. And like, yes, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's really, it's been interesting this. Cole and I moved in together mm-hmm. three weeks before the pandemic started. Oh and gosh. so Cole, I fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so Cole works from home period. Like okay. his team has always, always been fully remote. Got it. So spending that much time with him, I literally love him, but like I am an introvert and like your girl needs alone time. Same. And it's also the novelty of being like, Hey, I came home after eight yeah. hours. Like, I have things to talk to you yeah. about. Like, we don't run out of things to talk about, but it's, like, I wish that I, like, I don't know. Well, it's you, you miss having, like, when... like your,
1: I mean, you're, like, used to going to work. So exactly. you're like accustomed to like love you, see you later. You have your six or eight hour shift and then you come home and you guys talk about your day and you literally unwind yeah. and you do it again literally. the next day. So like you guys have separation, exactly. you get to miss him. Not that you not that mm-hmm. it's like you don't miss him Thursday, whatever, but like you yeah. it's different. Yeah.
2: It's super different, and it's so funny because we, like, sit down for dinner, and we're like, so how was your day? And most of the time, we'll, like, share little tidbits, and it's like, but I, like, kind of have a pretty fucking <laughs> good idea. Like, we is. had lunch together, and, like, I know how your day was, too.
1: How do you guys, like, separate it's... your, like, sp- do you have, like, a different room where you work so, or, like? Yes.
2: Thank God, when we moved in together, because he was working from home, we got a two-bedroom. I don't know what we would do if we Thank had a one-bedroom. Thank so God. he has his own office. The other thing, too, if you're living with your significant other, this is what has saved my relationship. We call it Corona time. Okay. And it just means, like, we go to separate parts of the apartment. I'll be like, hey, I need some Corona time. And I'll just sit on the couch and, like, watch America's Next Out Model. He would never do that with me. And he'll, like, go play guitar, like, go play, like, a video game with a friend or go read. Like, you guys have
1: boundaries, which is so healthy in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So good. That's
2: been so good i mean it wasn't always that way you know what i mean like it was the learning process but i think we realized probably in like may that we were like we need to like figure something out but like we need to like have some alone time that is my same space
1: that is my biggest fear i'm single um but i always think about like in the future god willing yeah (laughs) when i like move in (laughs) with someone you know you're
2: gonna date like the cutest guy ever like little michael b jordan look like and it's gonna be Stop. that's
1: all that's i love i love that for me let's manifest that shit <laughs> right?
2: he's my hall pass i have oh
1: to tell you oh my god like, i would michael the b. Jordan. the things i would do to that man like i know
2: okay wait, i'm literally so. so taken but like if he came up to me in a bar i'd be like babe i love you so much i want to go get me some michael I, feel b. Like, jordan. I feel like i feel like Cole would be like Go,
1: go live your truth. Go do it. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll go do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. 21. I'm dead. I feel like that's the exception that every guy just has to, like, accept, you know? He does. But, no, I yeah. think about this all the time, and I'm like, I... Oh, hi, baby, <laughs> He's right here. I always think about, like, I... First of all, I am an introvert. introvert as well. I need to be alone. I recharge by yep. myself. I am super... Yep. Like, I have my ways of, like, living. And look at this.
2: he wants attention no he wants attention he's Um, pawing lisa for people.
1: oh yeah i like assume people can like see us (laughs) i know he's in here um i just feel as though i will not know how to live with someone like how the fuck what what do you do when you just like don't want to talk to anyone and like i just feel like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to love the shit out of someone in order to be like okay let's share our space like i just can't even i can't even imagine it you know
2: Truly, this is the best, I think, piece of advice I could give to someone. This really goes, like, your body knows, like, hi, baby dog. (laughs) Um, Your body just, like, knows what's right. Like, your body and your brain are trying to protect you. So the decision to move in with Cole was so natural, and that's why it's been – it works. Like, I knew that he was, like, the love of my life. I, like, felt super safe with him. Like, he's my best friend. Like, just, like – that felt right yes. and so it was right yeah and so we obviously Such a good it's not been perfect I don't want to like no relationship really good because like
1: no relationship should be perfect dude
2: the other thing too that I really want to normalize too this is like we can touch on this in the next podcast like oh quarantine has been so isolating like I feel like everyone's like I'm like baking banana bread and like building a fort with my boyfriend or like my husband and it's like all peaches and roses and I'm like no no <laughs> it's been such a roller coaster yes, like dude. I really love cold to the day that I died but like we have had some struggle. I'm sure our- <laughs> but like quarantine good so. I
1: don't want a perfect relationship because that means that no. that means that we don't feel comfortable enough to like say what's really on our mind if you if you don't have a disagreement with someone, that's – disagreements are healthy. I don't want to agree with someone on everything. That's so fucking boring. Yeah. I don't want to think it's the so same boring. way about, about everything like someone else. Like, where is the fun in that? You know what I
2: mean? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, like – i don't even remember how i got up to i don't know i don't know what I we were talking about anyway <laughs>
1: okay next one yeah. next episode we're gonna do more relationship stuff because i feel like we could do oh, so much that so okay. much there oh my we gosh do so much okay well this was incredible thank you It's so much fun. so thank you're you. amazing thank you so much for coming I love on you. this
2: was so fun can this we have like wine dates <laughs> yes oh my god i swear okay i can't drink right now because of um my stomach stuff but mm, next right time or a record, coffee date a little... we
1: don't have to drink wine i'm <gasps> yeah. i'm trying to be good because i was so hungover last weekend i just i don't i, I don't think i can drink anymore you know except i have to drink next weekend because it's you. one of my friend's birthdays and i'm dreading it already you know what i mean mm, i feel i'm you. literally feel so you. excited we'll we'll do... for this episode like you have no idea <laughs> i'm so excited too Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Meg. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please let us know what you think. Um, go give Meg some love. Go follow her on Instagram if you don't already. I will leave her handle and the podcast handle and my handle. Everything everything will be in the show notes. So go check it out. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support, for your love. Thank you for listening.
0: I love you guys.
1: Um, I'm definitely going to be... Super hungover this weekend, so just keep me in your thoughts. (laughs) Um, It's one of my best friends' birthday. It's Nicole's birthday. You guys know Nicole. It's Nicole's birthday. And so, yeah, gonna get a little drunk and possibly make some bad decisions, but I will let you guys know what happens. Um, So, yeah, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and healthy and happy. And I love you guys. And that's it. I'm out.